Hello, welcome everyone to the first podcast of Touchstone Financial Education for 2024. Thank you to all my longtime listeners and welcome to our new listeners. We're looking forward to this year as we roll out new ideas and concepts for these podcasts, as well as for our coaching sessions, and of course, those all important classes. And thank you, by the way, for those of you who've reached out and expressed an interest in the classes, and of course, the individual consults, but we really appreciate it. Anybody who wants to find out more about us, go to our website, touchstonefinancialeducation.com, or straight up email me at ecox at touchstonefinancialeducation.com. We'll email you right away any questions you may have about this podcast video or any of the other 30 plus podcasts and videos that we've done over the last couple of years. Thank you everyone and happy new year. All right, so to get started, today we are going to talk a little bit about contribution levels for retirement plans at work and on your own. We're also gonna talk about Bitcoin ETFs, which went live here a couple of days ago. And of course, what's going on in the market today, because we have to prepare for what's coming in 2024. For example, interest rate reductions, perhaps as early as March and maybe starting second half of this year and in June. So we're excited to improve the platform to provide you information to help you along your financial journey. And of course, answer any questions you may have. And if you feel so inclined, please sign up for a class. They're interactive, they're fun, there is no pressure. We just like to provide information to help you along that journey. Now, let me back up a little bit. I wanna talk about the last podcast I did because the markets ended up on a very positive note. All right, so I talked about leveraged ETFs as well as index options. Okay, and basically these are very aggressive forms of investing that you can engage in to enhance the performance of your portfolio when the markets are showing a broad-based rally as we saw all the way through December and knock on wood here early January and hopefully on through this year. So it's not going to just be the Magnificent Seven, all right? It's not going to be just technology. It's going to be energy, maybe some beaten up stocks like EVs. REITs have come back, or excuse me, they haven't come back yet, but we're gonna eyeball them, all right? So the rally is going to broaden, and that's what we're gonna start talking about today. For those of you who've been following for a while, domestically, internationally, thank you very much. You all know you can reach out through touchstonefinancialeducation.com, as well as many other platforms that we are on, like Alexa, and Apple, and just too many to name. But I would like to say, for those of you who watch us on YouTube, excellent, thank you. We just got on YouTube a few months ago, actually more like four or five months ago. Anyway, uh, please subscribe. Please like, share, follow, subscribe. We truly appreciate it, all right? So now we're giving you a little review of what we did last time, where we are in the beginning of the year. Let's get right down to it. So. This year in 2024, contribution levels for your retirement plan at work, whether you got a 401k, a 403b, a 457b, doesn't matter. Whatever it is you have at work, contribution levels have been bumped up. 
Okay, so this year you can put away up to $23,000 a year in your retirement plan at work, which is great, right? You can save more money provided it fits within your budget. Now, if you are 50 years and older, if you're 50 and up, you get the catch up provision. All right, this is again 50 and older now. So you've got the 23,000 plus you'll get an extra $7,500 you can put away for retirement through work. And remember, this is tax deferred growth. So you don't pay any capital gains, any dividend income, none of that on these plans at work. On IRAs, both the traditional and the Roth, you'll be able to put away up to $7,000 per year. And if you're 50 and above, you get an extra $1,000 a year. So the catch-up provision on your IRA, your individual retirement account, is $1,000 above what the standard is, which is $7,000. Now, I gotta say this though, guys, on the Roth, on the Roth, remember, there are income limits. So if you are filing your taxes single and you make between $146,000 and $161,000 a year, there is a provision where you can't contribute this full $7,000. And if you have any questions on that, please reach out, email me, ecox at touchstonefinancialeducation.com or go directly to the website, touchstonefinancialeducation.com, and I'll respond within 24 hours. So there is a provision where you can contribute as much under the Roth IRA. The Roth 401k, you're free to do as you need to do. But the Roth IRA does have a little bit of a catch, an asterisk, if you will, all right? If you are married filing jointly and you make between 230 and $240,000 a year, there's also a provision where there is a reduction in the amount you can contribute. And basically, if you make over $161,000 a year, you cannot contribute to a Roth IRA this year. But there is hope, ladies and gentlemen, you can do backdoor Roth IRAs. If you have questions on those, hey, again, reach out. I don't wanna spend a lot of time on contributions because I got some other work to do with the markets as well as a new investment class that just came out a couple days ago, the Bitcoin ETF. So I'd like to focus today on the markets, beginning of the year, and that Bitcoin ETF. All right, so let's get started. The markets this year are expected to do well. If for any other reason, the Fed has expressed an interest in lowering interest rates. There are two camps. The first one is this, the Fed will start lowering rates in March. Number two, or I should say the second camp, is where the Fed will start lowering rates second half of this year. So from you know late June, early July, whatever, the markets will respond to interest rate reductions by the Federal Reserve. So in other words, they've achieved their goal of getting inflation down to about a 2% level we will be okay. It will be what's called a soft landing, meaning the economy has slowed, but not to where we are worried that we can't pay our bills, buy gas, buy food, etc. It will be a gentle slowdown. So that's what we're expecting this year, and the markets are responding accordingly. So 
Today, the markets were down, but for the most part, since the first trading day of this year, January 2nd, the markets haven't done too bad. And if you are a tech investor, wonderful, because guess what? Tech is still continuing to climb. We see in the Magnificent Seven what's going on, right? Those are the big seven tech companies, and it's right here on the screen, so you can read it and I don't have to say it, which is nice now. Um, also, this rally is broadening out and it's going to include, it's going to include sectors that didn't do as well as technology. For example, energy, all right? We might see a comeback of residential REITs, not commercial REITs now, because we all know we're working from home, but residential REITs, all right? 55 and older communities, apartment buildings, even data storage REITs, and an easy place to find REITs if you're interested in income is US News and World Report. I've been using it for years. So if you Google US News and World Report best REITs, they'll give you a list of about 10 right now. Seven to 10 REITs are usually on that list. And of course, please use your platform, do your homework, confirm that these are gonna hold out for those of you seeking income. So we're expecting a broader rally. We're expecting tech to continue to rise. Will there be some volatility this year? Absolutely, there should be some sell-off in some of the more popular tech names we saw run last year. And even some of the names that I had mentioned in previous podcasts and videos, like Palantir, like Riot, like Adobe. Um, these things just went to the moon last year. And I'll tell you what, if you take a look at your portfolio, you have some of, their in, some of this stuff in there, excuse me, think about profit taking, maybe not all of it, but some to begin to diversify into these beaten up sectors. And the last podcast as well, I mentioned electric vehicles. Now, I tell you, I know that they've got a huge headwind. Lucid is not selling like they thought. Rivian is slowing down. Neo, because it's in China, has had some issues domestically, meaning domestic in China. But beaten up sectors is what we need to start focusing on now. And one of my favorite sectors today is energy. Oil has gone from about $95 a barrel in the last few months down to the low 70s. And today is Friday the 12th. And as I record this, for those of you who are in the know, Brent crude traded up almost to $75 a barrel. And unfortunately, it's happening on the back of the conflict in the Middle East, more specifically in the Red Sea, as much of the oil around the world comes out of that region. We're seeing a bump, uh, a bump up as the conflict continues. Also, a lot of companies like Jefferies, for example, have upgraded the Chevrons, Exxon Mobil's, all these players in that space. So as they have not been able to compete with technology year to date, as well as last year, because they actually, you know what, they did go up and they came back down as oil fell, but it's looking pretty good for a lot of these domestic energy companies. So here's an opportunity to get in on something that's relatively low relative to technology, and perhaps some of the retail space and say, all right, I'm gonna jump in, make a little extra money or put it another way. The margins on my positions will be much better than they have in the past. And we can take a little risk off the table by getting out of technology. Still love it to death. I still love it to death, but we want to diversify. 
So if we can take less risk and make more money, that's what we as investors want to do. All right, again, ExxonMobil, Chevron, and there's a host of others, they've been upgraded as oil has fallen with the expectation that oil prices will rise if the conflict in the Middle East continues. And right now, it looks like that's going to continue to happen. Electric vehicles, electric vehicles, guys, you know, they're not going anywhere. I know there is a perhaps a social backlash here in the States about electric vehicles for now. But you know what? They're going to continue to rise in price over time as well. The legislation will support it, right? Maybe tax write-offs in your state aren't as robust as they used to be, but they'll be back. So please keep an eye. I'm not saying jump in today, but please keep an eye on what's going on in that space. And it's not just the vehicles now, it's also going to be the infrastructure. So the charging companies, lithium mining companies, cobalt mining companies, because we need all that stuff to go on the batteries, as well as cybersecurity. I had mentioned in a previous podcast and video, Palantir, I love them to death long term, right? So they're all participating in artificial intelligence. They're all participating in cybersecurity and all this stuff goes into these new vehicles that are being added to the road every day. And I'm sorry I mentioned Palantir like that so quickly, but I do want to say that since I've mentioned it, it has gone up. Another company before I move on to the Bitcoin component is Riot. I talked about Riot, I think a couple of months ago, and it's much higher today than it was when I first spoke because it was trading around $10 a share and now it's up around 16. So there is some money to be made. There is a value add from these podcasts. And I hope you, my listeners, as well as watchers of the video are taking advantage of that. Love the value add. I love the questions from you guys. So let's continue hopefully this momentum to the upside for your portfolios, whether it be for retirement or other financial goals you have like buying a home, taking a vacation, buying a car, whatever that may be. All right. So let's move on a little bit to the interest rate environment. I'm going to say this real quick. Again, the Fed has signaled everyone believes that this is going to happen. Rates will be lowered this year. That's why we want to broaden out the amount of risk we take, meaning get out of tech just to make money. Take a look at these beaten up sectors, energy, even REITs, electric vehicles. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say utilities at some point are going to run or companies that are listed on the industrial average. Okay. And why would we go there? for income. So for those of you who want less volatility in your portfolio, meaning technology and whatever else, look at these sectors or specifically industrials and utilities to find that wonderful dividend yield. Cause you guys are going to rely on that income in retirement or near retirement. So add it to your watch list, meaning we're not going to pull the trigger just quite yet. Watch it, see how it goes into this first quarter of 24 before you pull the trigger. But it's all looking good, a broad-based rally, tech will continue, beaten up sectors might provide some new opportunities for you moderate to sophisticated investors. And I'm gonna circle back to the leveraged ETFs too, guys. You know what? For those of you who are aggressive and can stomach the volatility, you might have a great opportunity this year to enhance the performance of your portfolio with leveraged ETFs. But I'm going to say this, 
please keep it to no more than 5% of your portfolio because it is volatile. And if there is a downturn for whatever reason, you won't get hurt that much. And honestly, I'm expecting a little bit of a pullback in some of these issues anyway. They've had such a great run in 23. I know you look at your fourth quarter statements and I hope you guys have made great money in 2023. And there's just gonna be some good old profit taking um, going forward, perhaps near term. But guess what? The markets are still poised to go higher because the Fed has signaled that things are slowing down as they expected. Interest rates are coming down. And there is one thing that Wall Street loves, and that is a Fed who is consistent with their message, right? We like that consistency. If there is disagreement across the board, that's when the markets go haywire, but we're not seeing that. And also knock on wood for you bond investors. I hope bond yields or the bond market gets to be more of a normal market as opposed to that inverted yield curve. For those of you who don't understand that, I'll talk about that later. I don't want to get into that today. The bottom line is the market's going to do well. Now, on to that last category, on to that last category. A couple of years ago, companies like ARC, you know, Kathy Wood's ARC funds, they filed paperwork with the SEC to go ahead and issue Bitcoin ETFs. And I can't stress that enough. Bitcoin ETFs, as well as other cryptos, but today is, well, I'm gonna just focus on Bitcoin, all right? Been a long time coming, they were finally approved and they hit the street a couple of days ago. Vanek, Invesco, BlackRock, a host of other companies are issuing shares for their Bitcoin ETF. You could have bought some today. A couple of platforms now are not allowing their clients to buy Bitcoin ETFs on their platform. And the two biggest ones are Vanguard and Merrill Lynch. That's their decision. Wonderful, good for them. Vanguard is a bread and butter investment company, so I get it. Merrill Lynch, maybe they're just not ready to go in that direction yet, whatever the case may be. But Schwab, E-Trade, Interactive Brokers, uh, TD Ameritrade, which is now Schwab, you can buy these Bitcoin ETFs on their platforms. And, you know, to me, this is important because it's a milestone in that it's showing that cryptocurrencies are arriving, if you will. They are a legitimate asset class. They're more regulated. They have uh, requirements to be much more transparent and how platforms that offer cryptocurrencies as well as the cryptos themselves are the information is more available to investors and one of the things that's going to happen is that you're going to see cryptocurrency values increase because fund managers will be adding them to their portfolios again i can't stress that one enough fund managers will be adding them to their portfolios which is great right so let me give you an example when a company is listed on the S&P 500, for example, and we can get that through the SPY or the VOO, and there's mutual funds like, oh gosh, I forget the Vanguard or VT Sachs, excuse me, which is a, a, a total market kind of fund. Anyway, as soon as a fund manager has to add a position to their portfolio because it was added to an index like the S&P 500, guess what happens? It increases in value. Facebook, uh, Tesla, 
right? When they were added, it was an automatic increase in value. So although Bitcoin, Ethereum, other cryptos are not added to an index yet, if there ever is an index for cryptos, actually there's going to be one one day, who knows when, but there will be one, it will add value to those cryptos. So by being added to a fund that people are after, you know, everyone can make some money. The early adopters or investors who are in early will probably make more money. If you're more moderate to conservative, you might want to hang back and see how this new asset class performs. But know that because resources are going to be funneled into it over time, it will increase in value. And again, I can't stress this enough because of what's happened to cryptos, especially the last, I'm not going to even go back 10 plus years. I'll just go back five years. The regulatory component, which allows mainstream banks, investment banks in particular, to hold this crypto, all right, has given us, the individual investor, the small investor relative to the institution, an opportunity to get into this market through the stock market and not have to hold the super volatile cryptos. So I'm pretty sure you can tell I'm really looking forward to see what happens in this space. And I will bet money on the fact that more firms will adopt cryptos so that one day you can hold it in your Vanguard, you can hold it in your Merrill, you can hold it in Fidelity, as well as all the other platforms as well. And not just the Bitcoin shares, or excuse me, the ETF shares for Bitcoin, okay? You'll also be able to hold the cryptos themselves. So that's kind of where we're going. That's it for today, guys. This is, like I said, the first podcast and video of the new year. I'm looking forward to what's going to happen in the new year. I expect a little bit of a sell-off at some point. It just stands to reason that positions that have run over the last 12 months, well over 100%, like Palantir, you know, they're going to give back a little. That doesn't mean we abandon shit. That doesn't mean we sell. We just know that that's a part of the markets. And as people sell and they take some profit, well, where do they go? Does it sit in the bank? No. Are they going to bonds right now? No they will move to other sectors that have been beaten up. Value sectors, you know, um, you know, energy, which really wasn't beaten up, but it just didn't perform as well as technology. REITs, which have been beaten up, especially commercial REITs, don't think money is flowing in there, but definitely residential and a few other things. So be mindful, be open to looking at other sectors as you proceed into 24. If you are a buy and hold investor and you've got a good bunch of growth funds, growth ETFs, whatever, hold the course, add more money, look for opportunities to enhance performance in sectors that haven't run in the last year, year and a half, and please enjoy your financial journey. Again, we love doing these things. This is our second year going into it. I hope you can see the improvement through the platform we're providing. I love the questions that I get from you guys. And I'll tell you what, if you can, please like, subscribe, share, and follow, right? That helps us out to know what we're doing right in terms of what information we want to provide you guys. And again, go to the website, touchstonefinancialeducation.com. 
If you're interested in the class, which is very interactive and fun, you can go ahead and shoot me an email to let me know you're interested, ask any questions you might have, ask any questions you might have on contributions this year for your 401k, your IRA, your Roth IRA, backdoor, uh, excuse me, backdoor Roth IRA, whatever it may be. Have some fun with it. We are here for you to help you along your journey. We enjoy it on this side of the camera. We hope you enjoy it on that side of the camera and we will be talking soon. Take care and thanks for listening.